put it on a shirt, turn it to a show Just to show this ain't a joke I'm never gonna choke when I'm tying up the rope So here we fucking go It's time to get real gassed It's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last Doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last The doom and gloom podcast Hey brother, is it uh, better? Yes, that audio sounds cool. awesome Oh, fuck it, because I was connected to your laptop, so, uh, yeah, the iPhone seems like it's king. <laughs> Perfect, that sounds loads better. Oh, I'm glad, dude. I was like, I hate, nothing's worse than, like, trying to talk to somebody when the audio's so terrible. Yeah, I think I found that. With the first couple of episodes, it was like, it wasn't great, but I still just kind of pushed through it. Uh, and then now I've got a nice little mic, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah, that sucks when they have, like, everything's just not top tier. It's like, God damn it. There's nothing worse, is there? Because then no one wants to listen to it either. It's like, fucking like, what did you say? What? It's like, and people have to rewind and stuff. That's I was like watching. Uh, I was, I'm, I the only reason why I found you was uh, through Black Dog. The, that one you did with him was, the podcast was awesome. Oh, was it? Cheers. Yeah, no, I liked, I, liked, I was watching a couple of them too. The Stevie, the, the tattoo was a really good one in the North. I, I liked that one a lot. That was cool. Yeah, I really got on with Joey, actually. It was quite, we've had like uh, a couple of conversations before, um, but the podcast felt, yeah, really, really good. So, yeah, it's really cool because I'm like, I used to never really been to podcasts, you know, as younger age, but like uh, my homie and stuff like that I used to work with is, oh, I should watch this podcast and stuff like that in general. I try to watch them. I'm like, oh, these are actually cool because you actually like get to listen instead of watching the video and like getting distracted and, you know, not really fully paying attention to it. I think that's what a lot of people have found now that like even um with youtube people put it on and then just listen to it in the background yeah it's so, perfect yeah podcasts are always really good i think oh definitely yeah it's it's definitely cool like um yeah, i was watching this other dude too uh i don't know if you've heard of him he's a tattooer in california his name is uh wayne frederickson i watched his podcast a couple times and i'm like oh this is pretty cool he does a couple of them with uh, a lot of traditional tattooers and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I love that. Just hearing what kind of inspired him and shit. It's pretty dope. I'll have to check it out. Oh, uh, definitely. He's... I, I love listening to podcasts as well. I've got like a massive list and I can never get through them all in a week, but I'll, uh, I'll definitely give him a <laughs> listen. Uh, oh, definitely, so man. This should be quite interesting because I literally know nothing about you. <laughs> no, I, I'm very, I'm very underground and very not well known yet, at least yet. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, uh, it's crazy. Like, uh, there, yeah, because me and Black Dog talk a lot, and you know, I like that he paints traditional flash sheets and like during, especially during this quarantine, man. Like, especially in California, we just got the okay to tattoo and stuff like that. So I've been trying to find a shop, but then literally literally today they just started like making tattooing illegal and everything else now illegal to do now so they're doing another lockdown on us um so it was like oh cool i want to start looking for shops and right i'm looking <laughs> they decided to close so Wait, i'm just like it, oh it's gone backwards there so are you saying they've locked everything down again or is it just tattooing yeah again yeah we just uh i think we started opening things up like last month i think believe june 19th i believe and I was during the process of looking for shops to work at because the shop I worked at, um, unfortunately, they closed. And, and so I've been out of my luck, especially like during that time, like when I got out of work, uh, out of the shops and stuff, uh, 
it's crazy. Like this, like not even like not even like a couple weeks. Like that's when they started saying, "Oh yeah, we're doing all this quarantine now." So I've been out of a job for shoot like four or five months now. Shit. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild over here in California. But um, you know, you gotta make your flash and sell it and make prints, pins, stickers, all that stuff just to survive. Yeah, I've seen loads of artists do that, which is quite nice. That there seems no, it's, to be it's awesome. There seems to be like a decent support network for um, artists and stuff, which is it's re- it's really nice to see like that people mm. are helping each other out because there's nothing worse than well people being like scumbags and just not because <laughs> there's, there's oh absolutely. <laughs> so how did you like? I'm guessing you've never met like um, Black Dog. Did you just meet him on Instagram? Yeah, I, I saw his flash work. I, I don't remember how I saw it, but I think somebody sent me his stuff or, or I think I, I just, I was looking through, you know, the Instagram wormhole, you know, just looking at people's flash and I I glanced at him and I was like, oh shit, that's dope. Like, I like his style. It's like traditional, but like his style and I like how it's very bold and that's what I like about it. It kind of gives me like a very uh, old look to it. I like that. And I was like, because at that time before I met him, I was kind of trying to go for that old traditional look with flash sheets with the you know the coffee stained background i was trying to find a formula how to do that and then i saw his work during that time and i was like oh shit this is dope and then uh i recently just got done with him uh, i sent over some flash sheets to him we're doing a collab um with the split sheet so i'm like oh cool like he's like my second a uh, person after to do a split sheet with so that was just cool like once i started doing that man like you start networking with people and like, oh, yeah, I'll do a collab with you. Let's do a collab with you. And, like, it's kind of all, it's kind of weird. And I got, like, really bunched up. I have, like, four more to do right now with split sheets. I just got to, I'm still designing this uh, piece. It's a panther head coming out of, like, uh, Felix the Cat uh, bag. Cause I, I'm, that's what I'm inspired by, this cartoons and all that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can see that looking through your, um, like, Instagram. It's it's really nice. It's, like, old school cartoons. It's very. Yeah, Absolutely it's definitely crazy man like it's funny like i never thought i'd be a tattoo or anything like that like when i was imagine that from back in the day you know like kid watching cartoons copy and try to tattoo i mean uh, try to draw that out and paint it and all that kind of stuff as a kid it's funny now that I'm, like actually tattooing that because before uh tattooing i was going to school for graphic design and i kind of fell through I was like, oh man you know what? Maybe school's not for me i'm like i'm not a great not all that great you know <laughs> And then uh, I I met my uh, my wife, and her dad happened a tattoo. His name is uh, Frankie Magino. He does uh, black and gray, anything you name it, he can do it. And uh, really great work from him. So check him out. Uh, yeah, I asked him, hey, because I started drawing more and more, and then uh, I was like, no, maybe I should. This is kind of cool. Maybe I should tattoo because I've been around the shops a couple times, and you know, watching him tattoo. Like, this kind of seems cool because as a kid, I grew up watching like Mammy, LA Inc, and all those you know tv shows and ink masters too you know mm, this is yeah, really cool I'm like oh shit i was like fuck because at that time before i started tattooing i was really big into new school tattooing i was like oh i like jesse smith kelly and all these other great tattooers that are doing new school I was like fuck i want to do this and then it's funny like i never really liked traditional it was kind of a weird thing i never really, like thought traditional was like my thing but He's like, you know what, just try traditional when I was apprenticing. He's like, you know what, that kind of fits your style. You know, it's do traditional because I always drew bold stuff and always cartoony and, and my own thing because I was in high school and 
college, I was kind of getting back to drawing again. And it was kind of cool seeing that how that transformed to new school, try to do a new school piece design. And then now I'm just doing strictly this bold and traditional work. And it's kind of weird to think that I, I tattoo that and paint that now. It's kind of cool to think that. No, it definitely is. The whole um, split sheet thing is really cool because, like you were saying, you um, get to work with loads of people. And I've definitely seen like loads of the people I follow are working with mm-hmm. other people that I follow. But it's a good way for me to then see other people and kind of, yeah, network, I guess, better than I am. Yeah, definitely, dude. It's, you gotta, sometimes it's funny. Like, I didn't think I was like, have, you know, following a bunch of more people than I thought. Like, then I'm following like almost 3,000 people. And I'm just like, shit, like, it's crazy. Like, Especially during this year, I'm just finding a bunch of cool ass artists and uh, flash painters and all that. Because I know some people don't tattoo, they just paint flash, which is cool too. I like that. You know, it gives more opportunity. New, it's something see cool, you know, repetition. It's really nice. Seeing really classic designs come alive in someone else's form. Yeah, definitely. So, I think the first thing I wrote down was just like, um, what? <laughs> Like, what's your story so far? Because, like I said, on your Instagram, it literally, what does it say? Uh, yeah, it doesn't really give much away. So, obviously, you knew you were in California, but that was kind of it, and that you tattoo. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just like, what's your background? What, what have you done up until now, kind of? Oh, man, like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a, a big, uh, well, usually in my tattoo career, like, I, I'd say, like, it's been pretty, uh, crazy i worked a couple shops you know things closed down uh, <laughs> i was like i barely like my first shop i worked at man we only worked i only worked there for like three days with uh with this uh one gentleman and uh yeah it closed down i guess there was some crazy shit going on and they <laughs> told him to get the fuck out and then we booked it and then uh me and uh frankie and a couple other people we got all the old people that worked there and uh I was like, okay, well, we're just going to open up a new shop. I worked there, and I was apprenticing at this shop all the time. That was crazy. Especially, like, I feel like they really don't tell you, like, or no one really tells you, like, really expects, like, how much anxiety you have to take all the time. And I'm like, during this time, I was going through a lot of bad anxiety and depression and all that. So I was like, oh, shit, this is hard <laughs> to deal with because people want all these things. And it's like, hey, I don't know how to do that yet, you know, because you're just barely learning. And uh, that was definitely a, a real fun road. But luckily, um, before that shop closed down, unfortunately, uh, it was called Ghost Story Studio. Definitely loved that shop. It was an awesome shop with all the memories I had. It was really great. Especially, like, I built, we, me and him built that shop from the top up, you know. Uh, so it was cool. And then, unfortunately, that place did close, though. And then I worked at the shop previously uh, before this one closed down to quarantine. Uh, this was Ashes Pink. This is when I was officially a tattoo artist. Now that so it was always weird, you know, it's kind of weird. And then now that especially all this is going on painting more and all this, it's kind of weird to actually, I don't know, it's it's kind of still flattering for me to people that like my work. That, you know, like sometimes it's like, oh shit, like it's weird. It's a weird thing for me still because I'm like, I'm not really, I'm barely starting to like my own flash. So it's kind of funny when people like my stuff. I think that's always the thing <laughs> as an artist, though, isn't it? You always kind of doubt yourself and hate your own work, but... Oh, yeah. I'm just like, this looks like shit. Why the fuck do all people want this tattooed on them sometimes, man? <laughs> <laughs> I 
but that, especially during this uh, quarantine for real, like I really like it, it, the hits home with like, man, I can't wait to go back to work and start tattooing and all that. Um, so yeah, hopefully that that goes that comes quicker than quicker than later, you know. <laughs> I hope so. It's really odd because um, I think pretty much everything has more or less opened again, like in the UK. But there's obviously restrictions, and they've done all sorts. Um, but like the new one they've done is this, they announced it this morning that whenever you go into a supermarket, you're going to have to wear a mask. Yeah, they've been doing that like recently too over here. So it's pretty wild. A lot of people, there's a lot of people like getting in fights for that shit. It's crazy because, you know, during when I was working at a shop, I worked a regular job because, you know, I'm not, I'm a new artist in town. So it's like, I'm not going to have a lot of clientele yet. So I'm like fucking working at Walmart and shit. <laughs> and it, it's been hard, you know, working all day in the morning and going afternoon doing that back and forth. It was super stressful. So like definitely this helped a lot for this little break, you know? Mm. So did you, are you saying you've done your apprenticeship or are you back? Oh, I finished it. I've, I finished it. Um, right after I, uh, after I left the uh, ghost stories, that's when I graduated, like literally like a month before the shop closed. So I already done with the apprenticeship. So, um, I'm a professional tattoo artist. So it's, it was been a, it felt like a long journey, but it was, it's one of the things for like a long time, but you look back there, oh, that wasn't even long at all. That was, I'm surprised I tattooed very fast. Nice. How long um, did it take you? Because that's something that I didn't even realize, but like speaking to a couple of people on like the podcast and they say it's like, yeah. it varies between people. I thought it was like, you had to nail, like show that you could do certain things and then you get like, you progress through it. But I guess it's literally just when, what your master, the master, what, whoever yeah, you, whenever they say you're ready, you're ready or. It's kind of like that. It depends on how you, you take your apprenticeship because, you know, there's the traditional way of, you know, hey, can, you know, you come with your portfolio and they accept you and, you know, you don't have to pay nothing for your apprenticeship. Like, you're, you're basically you're there for free to work for free. Um, and there's some apprenticeships that you require to pay money. Like, I think it's like most people pay like 3000 to $5,000 just to get an apprenticeship through them. But it's some tattoo shops, at least around here in California. Um, but yeah, like the way I approached it though, um, I did, you know, did free, I worked for free. I worked Monday through Sunday. I, I worked every single day and, uh, yeah, it was, it only took me about a year and a half because I had a little break between when the first shop closed. So it was about a year and a half for me to finish my apprenticeship. And that's just strictly off. Like, you know, if they see you grasping and understanding how to tattoo and you're bringing a lot of people in and, you know, your dedication, like that really shows because i've seen a lot of apprentices at that shop i believe it was like three apprentices and none of them lost except me and uh because a lot of them come in with the attitude of like oh yeah i want to learn this amount of tattooing and then i want to bounce because i know enough knowledge that they think they know and then again they don't really know nothing at all because i'm you know again i'm still learning too dude like i'm still learning everything because you're still learning new things every single day so so there's never um a point of like oh yeah i know everything so uh, i'm a i'm a professional i know what the hell i'm doing all the time you know like style wise you know that's it isn't it? there's so many different styles and like techniques and stuff i don't think any one person yeah. could ever master everything but yeah but I, I feel like there should be like a key uh style that you're going towards and that's like your niche that's like your your shit that people only go to you um you know like traditional new school black and gray 
And uh, that's what I want to learn too. I want to show them, I actually want to learn how to do uh, black and gray because that's just like a big thing over here. Uh, like traditional is still like a big thing here too, but it's very uh, kind of rare because a lot of times you're going to be working with people that are doing only black and gray, but you're like the only tra traditional tattooer there. So it's kind of hard to, you know, step your foot into it because a lot of people don't want to take you sometimes. That's what I was doing. I was, I went to like at least 10 shops and they didn't hire or they're not trying to hire artists that only does traditional. And plus, you're like, especially with my one year experience by myself, a lot of shots require a minimum of five years to have clientele and all these uh, things, you know? So it's kind of hard to find a shop right now. Mm, yeah. I suppose, yeah, like you said, I suppose it doesn't help with everything closing down and no one really knowing what's going on. And then I suppose when everything opens up again, there's going to be loads of people without any money and people aren't really going to want to spend money on things they don't necessarily like need. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah, like hopefully uh, things get back to normal soon and all that, and we can all, you know, have our money. Cause like right now it's it's been wild. Like I think they're even sending like a a second stimulus check over here. I think in a couple weeks or a month or so. I don't, I'm not too sure. Yeah, like they only give like twelve hundred bucks. Like in especially like some places don't even give uh employees uh unemployment during this time. It's pretty really? wild. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. See, that's the thing I think we don't really see because, like, in the UK, if um, the, well, the government have been paying like eight percent of people's wages. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, you don't really think about the people that, like, in America or around the world, that like the companies have said we're not going to pay you. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy because, like, I mean. Technically, I still work for the other company, Walmart or whatever, but, like, I haven't showed up to work. They're like, oh, yeah, we're not going to count anything against you. But basically, they won't, <laughs> they won't pay me anything because I'm calling out every single day. And I uh, only got paid uh, the very beginning of the month that I called out. It was only the two weeks they pay me, and the rest they don't pay me nothing because if I got fired from there or laid off, then I can get unemployment. But technically, I'm still working under the law then uh i i can't get any money from them and so it's it's been pretty bad so that's why i'm trying to put my heart and soul with um with painting and all that like that's kind of it's kind of funny though like um with art and stuff like that I to, like <laughs> i always put my emotions to it everything every piece i've had like especially the darkest times i've been through i always uh put 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 it through uh paintings and all that yeah, I suppose that's how, like, stuff looks better if you can put your personal spin or personal touch on it. It definitely yeah. should be, I reckon. So it's, it's like being a tattoo artist, something you've always wanted to do, or what was it? What was your kind of dream job when you were younger? Oh, shit. <laughs> As a kid, I was like, I was all about Disney, man. Like, Disney was my thing. My grandfather, that's what he, he inspired me a lot with, with Disney cartoons and watching, like, old Betty Boop cartoons and all Anything that's like a very like nineteen thirties, forties cartoons, that's what I watched as a kid. I never watched I watched, you know, obviously I watched like you know, the, the generation I was in, you know. Um, cartoons, you know, Pokemon and all that, Yu Gi Oh. Yeah. I was all into that too as a kid. I loved that shit. I was always inspired by them. But like Disney always struck a chord with me. Like I always loved that because my grandfather worked for Disney for I think at least fifteen to twenty years before his retirement. And um, I was always I yeah. always went to Disneyland. He always got me in for free and all that as a kid. So, oh, exposed no, to all this stuff. 
Where did he work? Oh, he um he actually did Disney. Uh, he worked in decorations. Yeah, anything that you saw that was like on buildings and all that, or like Main Street in California, like he put all the decorations on there. So it's always pretty crazy. Like shit, that's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, so that's what inspired me a lot. And then, like, you know, I watched TV, obviously, as a kid. And I watched, like, Miami Inc., L.A. Inc. And uh, those cartoons, I don't know, like, uh, Kat Von D and uh, Ami, he was, uh, they're really good artists. I loved their stuff as a kid. I was like, oh, it's cool, Japanese. And then he does all these black and gray stuff. And these are really cool. And then there's other artists on the show. They, like, oh, these are really cool, too. And uh, I think being exposed to tattooing and all that at a young age was really, like, driven to me oh cool and my one of my grandpa used to have a tattoo as well and i was like oh that's really cool that that lasts forever yeah they're like oh shit that's cool as shit i never <laughs> understood that and then as i grew up a little older like uh my teen years i was always the music and stuff so i was like kind of like uh put art on the side for a while and i was always trying to pursue music at that time like like 15 14 i was uh, like, trying to be on to that metalcore shit Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was super into that. I'm like, Deathcore and all that. Like, Wait, Bring Me the Horizon. Were, were you in a band? I was in a band, kind of. I was, you know, people that are just flaky as shit. They're like, oh, yeah, let's build a band. Let's do it. And I was all about it. And I used to practice vocals. Well, I tried to do vocals at the time. Yeah. And because uh, before that, like, I was like, I think 10 to 13, I think. That's when I was trying to play guitar. And I did that. I tried to practice. I was I was garbage at that shit. Yeah, no, I'm all right, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I want to try to do vocals. And then around, like, 12-ish, that's when I started kind of messing around with music and shit, like, listening to, like, Pantera, trying to, like, cover, like, Pantera songs and uh, um, Slayer songs and Judas Priest and bands like that, like, 80s and uh, early 2000 bands were, like, my thing at that time. And then kind of grew out of that and I was like oh I want to do death metal and shit like that and I'm going to try to do death metal vocals and I did that for a long long time actually but like you know nothing really came out of it you know I was like, oh okay yeah this no this is not getting me where and I was I think before I stopped doing vocals I was like kind of in the band it was the, our band with name was uh what the hell was it um demonic romance that was the name of it it was a <laughs> stupid name so dumb I was really into like uh Again, like that metalcore sound, deathcore, like Chelsea Grin, um, Leave Me the Horizon at the time. And a lot of those bands really influenced me, especially, uh, fuck, like Whitechapel, stuff like that really, really inspired me. And I was like, oh, shit, I want to get a tattoo. And I was, I remember, like, I was like 17. And it was sucked because right before uh, that year, before I turned 17, the law was like, oh, yeah, your parents can sign for you to get tattoos. They can do a consent form for it. And the year that I went, my mom was like, oh, yeah, you can get a tattoo. That's fine. It was so weird. Like, my parents were kind of funny. Like, they wouldn't let me have a piercing, but they would let me have a tattoo at that, at that age. It was kind of funny. I always wanted my snake bites or something or my septum done. <laughs> and, uh, I, you could cover a tattoo, was... but you couldn't cover, like, your uh, snake bite um, piercings. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, well, like, this makes sense. Okay. And I remember I went in to this tattoo shop. It's called Old Town Tattoos. Uh, in California, I think it's Orange County, uh, in California. I remember like, that was the first time I ever stepped in the shop, and I was like, seeing all this flash and all this cool shit. I was like, oh my god, this is cool. And then I was like, maybe I should draw more, and you know, maybe I can do this kind of. I was kind of a thought, you know, a little thought. That was cool. And then, uh, yeah, like 
high school, I fell in love with like, I kind of was, you know, you know, doing the music thing still, but I was like, oh, like I found graphic designer. I found it so fun because like, I learned how to make my own death metal logo. I was like, oh shit, that's how it's done. It's so easy. This is great, you know? Mm -hmm. All you gotta do is draw on a race, draw on a race to make it look super edgy. This is cool. Stretch them out and how any way you want it, Photoshop and other. Holy shit, it's cool. I'm gonna do this. And then that's when I made my Instagram when I was younger. Like, I think I was like 18, I think, or 17. And then, uh, I don't, you know, I delete all my stuff because I mean, I don't want people to see my work. I'm like, oh, this, he just tattoos me, sees all this old shit in my stuff. Like, I don't want people to see my old stuff. Uh, and I was like, okay, you know, and I was all about that. And I was like, I should go to college for this. And I, I went to college for it for like, I went for like a, like two semesters and I was like, I failed my, my graphic design. I think I was a jerk though. Like the thing that was stupid is like, oh yeah, you know, you do your test on like based off of, uh, you think you would do your test based off how you, you applicate your designs and all that. Like you just break it down. Like, oh, I use this stroke. I did this, you know, and that's your test, you know, but no, like he put like videos on and, all right, here's your video and you're going to do your test off this video and you're going to answer all these questions. Like, dude, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember things I just watched like a minute ago. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I'm fucked. And then a lot of art I did was just metal bands because I basically get commissions from people like, oh yeah, can you do it with my band logo? Can you do this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And I was stupid. I did it for free. I was just trying to get people to like know me and who I was. And uh, it's funny. Sometimes people do hit me. Like, oh, you still do that? I'm like, no, sorry. I don't, I don't have a computer. <laughs> hmm. um, did you do and, any, uh, any um, bands that are still like around today or big or anything? Or? Dude, I, I knew this one band that did it, but then they just dropped that on the face of the earth. I was like, what the fuck? It was like maybe like two years ago though. That did logo. I definitely forgot the name. I think it was um, fuck. I can't think of the name on top of my head, but I did a logo for them. I, I think I still have it in Marcus. I think I saved everything on there. Uh, old, old band logos I did. I remember there was like a couple Wote, Kote, some weird ass name I did. There's a couple bands I did, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I, you know, I showed my professor like, oh yeah, this is the shit I do. And I did this. And like, oh, yeah, that's not gonna get you anywhere. Like. That's gonna get you anywhere. Nothing's gonna happen. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy, you know? And uh, I was trying to do this like band logos and like, you know, band Photoshop album covers. I like I like records. I like looking at records and like visually looking at everything. Like, oh, they did this, they did that with that. Just to break it down. And then yeah, after that happened, I like I was like, you know what, I mean, I should get a fucking job, dude. I'm tired of fucking hmm. not getting paid. I'm like broke as shit. I took the bus. I took buses for miles to get to work. I mean, uh, just to get to school. It was kind of shit. You know, I'm, I don't want to wake up at like five in the morning just to get it, just to get it, they'll get over there at seven in the morning, you know? Like, fuck that. Yeah, and definitely. Then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, fuck, man. And then, yeah, it just kind of fell in my lap. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should ask, maybe I should ask her dad. I was actually so scared to ask him. <laughs> I remember I asked my girl, I was like, hey, or my wife, I was telling her, I was like, hey, can you ask your dad? But he's already let me. She's like, just ask him. Let him ask him if he can do an apprenticeship with you. Don't be scared. <laughs> okay. And I was like, I walked inside and I was like, my you only met him. Like I only known him for like maybe a year. Like I, I met her dad. Um, and then he was like, I was like, hey, did he apprentice me? He's like, with me. Really? I was like, yeah. He was like, sure you want to do this? Okay. So I was like, all right. He's like, all right, when can you start? I'm like, uh, today? <laughs> He's like, all right, I'll, I'll meet you at the shop tomorrow. 
So I met him at the shop and he was kind of talking to me, sitting me down. He's like, well, you know, you have to be in the shit to be in it. You know, you can't just, you know, be in the shit. Just like, all right, I'll fuck this. I'm not going to tattoo anymore. Um, I'm giving you knowledge and, you know, you better take care of this knowledge and I'm not taking your shit. You know, you're going to be here every fucking day and all that. And it, was, it was fucking cool. And it's, I still think about that a lot. Oh, man, you know, it's crazy that he taught me how to tattoo and shit. And I was like, especially the, man, apprenticeship was fun as hell. Like, it was, it was tough, but it was really fun. Yeah, I always, like, I mean, you mentioned, like, the uh, Miami Ink and stuff, and I watched a lot of that when I was younger as well, but I always went the opposite way of, like, fuck, if I make a mistake, <laughs> like, or, <laughs> like you were saying about your art, like, you you kind of doubt yourself and think it's not good, and I always do that, so I'm like, what if it isn't that good, and I put it on someone's body, I'm like, yeah, I could never do that, so, I don't know if there's yeah, in, in the tattoo artists that mean they're just, like, they're just super confident in their own abilities or, or what, but yeah, I'm always, the doubt side is always what hinders me. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely still scary, dude. Like I, I still get kind of nervous when I tattoo. Like I feel like every, it's normal, completely normal to be anxious or nervous to do a tattoo. Like, dude, I could, I could do traditional all fucking day, but like, or a Friday the 13th all day or something like that. Like, but I still get nervous. I'm like, Oh fuck. I overthink like, Oh, like I want to do the line work like this. I I break my I overthink things too much. Like that's just because it comes with me. Maybe it's just me, but I know it's common for a lot of artists to be anxious and you know have anxiety. Like I know a lot of people have that issue. Um, but yeah, it's it doesn't get easier. Some you know over time it will for me probably because I've only been doing it for a year, so I'm pretty sure anyone's like, oh yeah, I want to knock this out. But you know, there's always going to be some pieces that are gonna freak you out a little bit. You know, that must not, might not necessarily be the uh, the tattoo itself, but the process of making it, and people might make it hard for you to make it because, like, you know, entitled the growth. I want it like this and that, you know. It might come at you kind of crooked, so it's like I wasn't expecting that, and it kind of throws you off sometimes when people treat you kind of a different way or treat you like shit. So it's kind of hard to, um, you know, be confident as, as much as you would be, like, you know, be prepared and already have an appointment for the person, and they're nice. You've talked to them already, it's all set and done. I like to do it like that because that makes me comfortable personally. I like to have. Appointments, I already know the design. I studied it, and I, I know I know I can make that tattoo as nice as possible, and I understand the design, uh, um, you know, up and down. Yeah, I suppose that's the nice thing with, like, the the style you've gone for. It's that, like, traditional-style cartoons. It's quite, um, not repetitive, but, like, once you've done those lines of, like, the character, I guess, it's quite easy to be able to just do it again and again. No, definitely, because, uh, I mean, I don't personally use, like, the iPad. I've been actually kind of screwing out with the iPad a little bit, because my, my girl's, uh, uh, Frankie, he's the one that taught me to have a tattoo. Uh, he's the one that, he has an iPad. I'm like, oh, when I'm at the shop, because I visit him at the shop he's working at. So I'm like, okay, I'll just fuck with the iPad while I'm waiting for him to be done with the tattoo, and we'll hang out after, you know, and talk and shit. And I'm like, oh, let me, let me try this. I was doing a trace on the road and stuff that I drew out before I did that. Like, oh, nothing beats, like, this paper, dude. Like, I I mean, I love the iPad. It's really it's really cool. I actually want to get one still just to make my life a little easier. I can just do, you know, design, you know, print it out, design it myself again a little bit to be more accurate of, like, how I actually tattoo. Because, you know, Procreate's an awesome thing, but all this shit you can do, you can make perfect circles, all this shit, and it's like, realistically, you're not going to be doing that, you know? Like, drawing that shit out is, like, easy like that. That's why I like to do the traditional 
paper or trade for paper and just do building off and building off and doing over and over and just improve your design as much as you can and ability until you're you know what I'm happy with the design and I'll, I'll you know I'll do it now. So mm -hmm. it kind of teaches you how to be repetitive with it because you're gonna be drawing that shit over and over. I like to do at least five or six times of a draft of like something I'm doing. You know I've been doing the uh, the panther head coming out of the of the Felix the Cat um, design for like a week. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll go back to it because I'm like, fuck, I don't like it like this. I'm like, oh, and I, I kind of asked advice uh, to Frankie. Oh, no, just do it like this. I'm like, okay. And I, I finally found the way. I'm like, all right, this is this is perfect. This is awesome. Thanks, man, for the advice. And uh, I now I drew it out. I was going to, I wasn't ink it up. But I was like, oh, no, I'll, I'll do it like, like today, you know, later on. And shit. So it's definitely, you got to revise your work, dude. And it, it definitely helps, like, Especially people that are just barely starting off, like the kind of scene, like drawing is key and like learning the style, like kind of going to for towards a certain style. Definitely do that. <laughs> Have an intention of like doing a certain style that you know you're going to do great at. What's your view on, um, like, so we sort of talked about it on the last episode where I did, had um, Rumsgum and, and Stevie on around the like um, hand drawn versus like iPad. Like, I think they're both great tools. I think they're yeah, great. I mean, uh, we were kind of discussing more like around how to get an apprenticeship. Is it something that they look for that you can do traditional style hand drawings, or is it a lot of online stuff now? Like, do they look at oh, you can do all this stuff on your iPad? You've got like thousands of followers. We'll take you on as an apprentice, or do you reckon people like um? Tattoo studios still prefer to have a physical, um, what was it portfolio? Yeah, portfolio. Yeah, um, I would say, man, it just depends on the artist you're talking to. But I think for me, if someone asked me for an apprenticeship, you know, I would say, dude, just give me hand drawn shit. Because I mean, if someone comes with an iPad and that's all digital, it's like, well, what are you showing me? You're not showing me anything that you can do physically. Um, I'd rather have something physical, like, you know, paint don't show me sketches of things show me things you actually painted yourself that's the finished product and you know if you want to walk me through like how you did that how you so, oh yeah, i use a nib for the line work and i use my brushes you know so and so i use these inks and i do this a certain way and they uh done their research and i kind of see that they did that i'll probably see what i would like out of it but i mean someone came to me through their phone you know or their ipad and said hey uh, these are all my designs like that's not showing me anything that you can do like i don't want to see a soulless uh i don't want to see a soulless painting or a picture of you done because it's not the same thing you're putting your hand to it and it's like it's a whole different story because there's a reason why we tell you to use nibs paint brushes and inks to do a flash piece or anything like that because that has to do with tattooing like I didn't, I never, and that's funny, like, during my apprenticeship, like, six months of my apprenticeship, I didn't paint at all. I didn't do none of that shit. I was like, oh, this, I don't really want to paint. I'm not a painter. Why would I paint? It's like, my the homie, his name is Richie Mora. Uh, he does black and gray, and he does some traditional uh, tattoos, but he's just, no, he's known for black and gray. It's very soft, delicate look, like the tattoos, very solid work. Um, he's the one that actually taught me how to paint. He's like, dude, this fucking paint with me I'm like dude do i don't want to paint it's like fucker sit this sit the fuck down and sit down and uh i'll show you that paint. I'm like all right dude I draw something traditional you want to do and I'll, I'll walk you through it I'm like, all right do that shit 
came to this rose of the site. They actually still have on my Instagram, I believe. And I actually still have old prints of, of the original, which is great. Um, he was like, all right, let's do it. And he was like, all right, you're practice pitch shading. And uh, you're going to line with uh, these things right here and, you know, do it this way. Because then over, I mean, I'm not going to give any secrets away, like, of it. Because someone's watching this and trying to get an apprenticeship. You have to learn this knowledge. Um, but there's information all over the place. So, I mean, you can't really, <laughs> you can't really miss it unless you're not really looking hard enough. Um, so what's, yeah, the, so like, that's what's the deal with the different brushes? Is it like the different styles of shading or something on a, with the tattoo? Yeah, like, that's still a spit shading. Uh, spit shading is a very hard technique when you first learn it. Um, it's a certain way you have to do it. And then if you don't know how to do it right, it, your, your shade looks off. It looks like a, you're, supposed to, you're trying to do a nice gradation from like, you know, you're going to do, you know, you're really going to do spit shading just for uh, black work. You know, that's what mainly you're gonna use it for because that's like your shading. That's the uh, um, someone that you know you're painting, you know, that's where, that's where the shading goes and that's where this goes. And um, so it's it's pretty wild. And then that's that's where we have to have like the brushes come in. And then the other the other thing too is the line work. You can see your pressure points. So, like, you know, you just say you draw with the pencil, you draw it really hard, you know, you draw it super hard, that's it gonna be thick line. You draw it light, you're gonna be a thin line. So this brush is going to teach you how to do the line work for you. Oh, so so when, you when you tattoo, you know so your depth. It relates to it then, does it? Like the, how exactly. hard you draw and stuff, it goes to the same as tattooing? Yeah, it's, it's pretty similar. Like the know. application's different, but the, 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 the thing we're trying to teach you is the same. It has a pressure point of like... Still there? I'm sorry? Oh, it got out. I thought you'd gone or something. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I might have touched my my headphones. I was trying to, it's kind of falling on my ear. Sorry. That's right. Yeah, I d it's weird. Like, I'd never really thought about the links between practicing painting and how that then, like, translates to tattooing. I just thought it was like, oh, it's just teaching you how to draw. But yeah, it makes yeah. so much sense that, like, the lines and pressure and then the shading and, and kind of all of that then relates to actually tattooing on skin. Like, yeah, that's why, like, I, at least that's the way I was taught, you know, like, first fuck with the, um, with the paintbrushes, because you learn everything with the paintbrush, because, I mean, that's all they had back in the day, too, you know, and they had all side nibs, too, um, you know, like, 1920s and all that, like, 1900s of painting and creating flash, they used nibs as well, so I would say, you know, once you get your, your, your paintbrushes down, then you can start lining with nibs, and that's, like, the closest thing, one of the closest uh, art forms you can get close to tattooing. It's the same pressure point in the way, and it kind of teaches you how how you dip your ink with pulling a line with a tattoo machine, and the difference of you know dipping your ink in the ink cap or whatever you're using your other ink with the nib, and you pull in a line with the paper, and you got to know what paper you got to use too. Like there's a lot of things that go with that. Like nibs don't work with every kind of paper, and watercolor ink or whatever you're using the palette, it's not gonna work for every single paper. You can use like you know, you think you're using a good paper and you're not really using it at all when you, you know, get other people's flashing, oh, this is different, you know, because sometimes this works for other people, but I feel like there's always, like, a certain paper or certain ink that goes with that so well. Um, especially with blending, because, I mean, you can have shitty paper and it don't want blend right, but I feel like it truly, you can make anything look badass with traditional, like, I've even used, dude, I used um, that shitty, uh, <laughs> that, you know, the 
preschool paper, like the construction paper. I've used construction paper before. I painted a rose and a flash sheet, and I had to do it a couple of times, but I learned how to do it because you got to know how to um, – with tattooing, you always got to learn how to be on your feet and learn how to adapt to uh, a certain situation really quick because like how it is, like paper, like construction paper, you got to learn how to paint on that shit too if you want to. It's your option, but I like to just challenge myself to paint on anything. And uh, I mean, it might not last a long time, but if you do other things with it, like, you know, lubricating it, using this uh, gloss things to laminate it, you can use it off that. But I mean, again, this is like teaching you how to tattoo on people at the same time. Um, you know, it depends. It's like, so just take the crush paper, for instance, like older people are going to be more delicate. So you have to be more delicate with that paper and that person too and then you know you have like these nice arches paper at the top of the line or really good shit that's for like younger skin and you learn how to paint on that and then tattoo on that it's kind of weird that's why i look at it now like that I've, that's a lot of paper and inks and like i feel what works it's pretty weird yeah that's kind of interesting as well something else i'd never really thought about like i've seen loads of tattoo artists just painting and doing art on weird things recently and I guess that's yeah. why it's like if they're getting bored constantly painting or I don't know, drawing on their iPad or whatever, it makes sense to just get like a skateboard deck and just do something on that. Or um, what was I seen recently? Like like uh, chopping boards, almost people doing like designs on that. I guess it's yeah. to push themselves and to try different things. But I'd never really thought like that's why. I just thought it was they were just like oh, I'm just gonna do it because why not? Yeah, I mean it could be that a lot of times. You know, like for me, I want to do a little project. I'm like kind of. I'm trying to wait to do a little sneak peek i want to uh start painting on glass like doing like those little you know do a little hot stuff or something like that and then putting that on some you know like they can maybe i can do like a little picture frame and paint a little hot stuff on it and sell my art with it maybe i can do one of those picture frame things i don't know it's i was kind of looking to like this type of paint called one shot i'm like oh shit this is cool i want to look at this i'm seeing a lot of tattooers and people that are sign makers for tattooers and shit and tattoo signs yeah. use that but oh maybe i should get into this shit it's kind of cool because i'll do a lot of make it look really nice because it's kind of i heard it's kind of like acrylic painting but i'm not very sure like i'm i'm so ignorant to it but it looks pretty fucking cool what i've seen when people make with them like oh maybe if i can they can make that kind of shit make a classy design and just put it up maybe i'll sell it or whatever yeah i think all that stuff always looks so cool like if i ever, like ever get around to owning a store i'm gonna try and get some of that stuff done but like um What's the like a saw where it says like no refunds and that really nice script or whatever, all stuff like that. It's just so cool. I know the announcer's uh, brother, his name is Steven. Um, I think his name is Stevel, Stevel on uh, on Instagram. Stevel Tattoos. He does a he he's done a lot of sign paintings and shit. I'm like, dude, dude, you gotta fucking do that. His shit's dope as shit. And I'm like, fuck. He made like a really nice tattoo sign outside the door, and it has all the it opens up all nicely and shit and it says tattoos in the back it says open and has like a lot of these cool traditional spiders and all that on it like fuck i need to get on the level dude he's like yeah it's like a acrylic painting like, oh okay well but i gotta practice with that a little bit more but i mean it's on wood but i mean it's not the same shit but on glass but he said it's very close to it yeah I'm de- yeah i'm definitely gonna i'm just you got me thinking about all the stuff like I've been thinking so much around trying to do like pop-up stores or something next year. And I think that would be the, like make it look even better if I can just hit up some local like tattoo eyes to 
draw some shit and like help promote them as well. But it's got to be done because it just it's that like next level stuff for shops. Oh fuck yeah! There's like a lot of weird things going on like with um, merchandise and like things to sell to actual people. It's kind of funny. Like sometimes like I make a lot of paintings and art for myself mostly. And you know, like, okay, it's cool enough to go on the wall. I'll put it on the wall, and if someone wants to buy it, then I'll fucking sell the original if I want to. Um, but I've seen a lot of like people make a lot of crazy ass cool flash ideas. Like there's a, I saw someone make like a tobacco rolling tray. Um, and I was like, oh shit! They had like a rolling tray and it has like a a flash piece or a little flash in inside it, and then they fucking coat that shit, and then they people can roll their joints or whatever the hell they want to do. On it, but it's, I think that's a cool audience to go towards, especially in California. Like, you know, weed's a big thing here; it's it's legal now, so it's kind of like everywhere. And we might as well promote to that a little bit, you know? It'd be kind of cool to bring more people to the audience, because I mean, everybody's into tattoos, you know, old, young, everybody in between. Mm, definitely, I I think that's something that's interesting. That like. I thought tattooing was going to hit a level, but it seems to be getting more and more popular. And I don't know if like Instagram's a part of that, but because a little bit, I think. Yeah, because obviously Instagram just like feeds you stuff that you like. So all I see on mine is just like tattoo stuff, pretty much. Because <laughs> that's what yeah. I'm commenting on. But like, yeah, it's all I see, and it's it feels like it's getting more and more popular. And, and it's probably like what you've said with the random things that people are making and then putting in their homes. Because I guess the people that I follow are roughly the same age as me, so they're probably like living away from home. They've got their own place. They're wanting to like furnish it and stuff. So it's gonna be that kind of cool, weird tattoo flash style thing that they put in their house. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely. I think uh, flash is a very special thing, man. Like, it's just handcrafted. I mean, I like to say made with love on all my posts, you know, because I, I feel like yeah, there's there's love to it, you know. Like sometimes you don't want to give up your art. Sometimes it's like. Fuck, I should never sold that, you know. But at the same time, it's like, no, it's okay. I mean, it's it's gonna go somewhere nice. Like I sold a couple of Disney pieces. I did like this little Mickey Mouse with the cigar cut on his mouth and the Mickey Mouse with the grilled, you know, the grilled out teeth and shit. And I sold those really quick. And I'm like, I see that Disney stuff kind of sells well. I mean, at least, at least where I'm going, you know, like, um, yeah, it's always people want a little piece of history in the house, you know. So over time, like, oh, yeah, I bought this, you know, fucking 20 years later, you know, someone had bought some flash from you. And, uh, you know, they give it to their kids. Like, oh, yeah, I bought this, this is a tattooer that I bought it from. And, you know, whatever, I got a tattoo by him or something like that. And it's always going to reminisce on with people. It's, uh, you know, definitely got to connect with people. And I feel like sometimes with um, tattoos and all that, like, it's kind of crazy, like, how people just come in and, oh, yeah, I want this tattoo. It's like they expect you to copy people's tattoos, like, on Pinterest and shit like that, or Google images, searches, you know, it's like these people think we're going to actually copy their stuff, like other artists' stuff. It's like, fuck, it's so hard to like it's not going to be the same like shit. I'm just, this is referencing and I'm going to tattoo my style. And I feel like nowadays it's crazy. Like um, the most original thing right now, I believe for me, at least my opinion is like the most original shit you can get is Flash. Because no one really gets that anymore. It's like, back in the day, you know, like, technically we're, we're kind of a circus act, you know? Like, you see tattoos in circuses and shit. And we're kind of like the sideshow freaks, technically. Um, the history of electric tattooing, at least electric tattooing. Um, you know, traditional, that's a whole other thing, traditional tattooing and all that. Like, you know, doing it 
and doing tradition and all that with tattooing and you know face marks and all that there's a lot of things with that but at least with like tattooing like it's like a, a sideshow freak thing and yeah i feel like that's all you had the option for is like flash on the wall that's all you can get that's why they made the you know all these designs so simple and, and there's some big scale tattoos that people get but that's like rural artistry i feel like because they all they had is acetate and carbon that's all they had and it's like i'm actually trying to middle i actually was trying to create acetate like a month ago and i kind of gave it up because it was such a bitch to deal you know i'll come back to this when i you know have what is it sorry for it acetate um it's a stencil you know like you know when you get tattooed and all that we we just get a paper slapped on us that's carbon on the back of it and you slap it on but uh back in the day they have these acetate stencils so like you know like those little kid stencils is a b c d and all that shit they have they made their own version of that with the tattoo flash whatever they have on the wall and they have you know they're a little drawer and all that and they have all their acetate so basically like a thin plastic that they have oh, like, okay. yeah so they use all kinds of shit and they use that and then they would you know shave it down and use whatever cream that they use at the time they use it to make the stencil stick kind of and they um, sprinkle carbon on you and uh, they take off the design, let it dry for a minute. They tattoo you, but most of the time when you wipe it off, your tattoo's gone. It's such a bitch to tattoo with. So, like, it takes a lot of – it's kind of like a freehand tattoo in a way, like, if, you know, in reality. Um, but, yeah, that's – it's crazy. That's why I feel like tattooing's that now. Like, I feel like the most original thing you can get is flash because, I mean, it's hand-painted. We, I mean, I believe most people paint every day. I mean, I don't know. You know, if you're not busy, like you're always creating new things, and uh, yeah, people are gonna be people are gonna constantly see new shit on your wall and new things and advertise that more. You know, it's like I don't know. I really do think that's the most original thing right now at the moment. No, I think you're right. I've seen some really weird things, like in in, in lockdown. I guess um, the tattoo artists have just been just I don't know experimenting, just doing odd things like mash mashups, like. Just, yeah, odd, odd things. But it's really cool, though. It's, it's nice to go on Instagram and see things that are completely different rather than the same, which I guess is what you were saying, that, like, flashes are the uh, tattoo artist's, like, creation, and it's their take on something and their style rather than just, like, the generic shit all the time. I think they're both good, though, man. Like, I think tattoo flash is amazing. Like, that's what I mean. Just, like, flash in general. Like, I think that's the most original thing you can get to a tattoo nowadays instead of like you know back in the day you can just pick anything off the wall that's the only choices you had but i feel like people that recreate the old stuff and like recreate it like to the t like like they made it look like that's was a real like they just copied it and pasted it and then it's they teleported to the world now it is you know like i think that's really cool still like you know that's there's a reason why these designs are amazing and beautiful in a way it's because they're repetitive we see it all the time and that's like iconic designs like a wolf head, a panther head, all these designs uh, that are super iconic and you see all the time, but that's why they're iconic because they're so popular. It's great. Um, but and I, that's why I try to do that like, with my work. I try to like bring some old stuff. I'm really starting to do it more and more now. Just trying to do like classic, classic designs and then bring them to like kind of stuff I would actually realistically tattoo. Like I want to bring a style to because I like with my work, I try to be like bring a, a new school aspect to it it's applicable like traditional piece like all the colors and everything no funky colors but i try to like have that that spirit with it like that it's very cartoony and fun and welcoming 
to uh, everybody. I, I try to do that. And then also that I have the, the other side of like, I like creating this weird shit that doesn't really make sense. But as it's personally for me, I posted, I've done a couple paintings, you know, that I haven't posted at all. And uh, I'm like, that's kind of for me kind of thing. I'm like, oh, these are like my, my, my things that I keep for myself. So like one day I can just whoop about like, oh, this is the kind of shit I'm trying to do because I mastered that design or I mastered kind of that craft I'm trying to create my style with traditional and mix it up. Definitely. I love, I love that way to it. It's the best. It is. I see a lot of tattooers do them. Like, fuck, man, these are crazy ass fucking ideas. I don't know how they come up with this. Or like, like, I don't know. I, I like that side, though. Like, I was, I always been drawn to weird shit as a kid. Like, I always liked the weird, funky, like, weird designs. Or, you know, it was weird. I loved it. That's why I think I like, like, kind of grew up to, like, metal and death metal, black metal, and all that kind of shit as a kid, too, like, with art wise. And this is fucking crazy as shit. Yeah, cool. Definitely. What? Um, so, who are the sort of people that, or artists, that you kind of admire or look up to, or yeah, role model, role models, I guess. Oh, okay, I have a lot. Um, <laughs> tattoo wise, man. Uh, tattoo artist wise, man, I like this a lot of tattooers. I like Wayne Fredrickson. Um, number one is going to be my mentor, though. Like, he's going to be all the way. Frankie, Frankie, my number one, Frankie McGino. He works at Sick Dog right now. Uh, Wayne Fredrickson, I like his, I love his stuff. Wayne Fredrickson's a really good traditional artist. He's working at Unite and Win. Is he the one you said did the uh, tattoo podcast? Yeah, he does really good shit. Like, I like that he really implicates the old school look. Like, it looks like you got that tattoo straight out of like the fucking 40s and shit. I like that stuff. Um, fuck, there's a lot of shit. I'm trying to think of. Um, oh, Paul! This uh, the tattooer's name, Paul. Um, he he's from Old Town. That's that's funny. That's the one I I first went in the first shop ever, and like I actually talked to him and shit. It's kind of weird to talk to him now. Like, oh, that's it's funny to talk to him now. It's like, oh shit! Like I idolized you a little bit. It's like, oh shit! This is cool to talk to you like a random per- like a regular person. So it's like weird. Um. There's a lot of artists. Jesse Smith, you know, I'm not really into new school anymore, but I like that style. Um, I like Sneaky Mitch. He's from, uh, I think he's from the UK too. I think. Who's that? I'm so bad with uh, Sneaky Mitch. At least that's his Instagram name. I I forgot his name. I think his name is Mitchell. Uh, Another guy from uh, Mark Ford. Mark Ford's tattoos are really good. I believe he's from, I think he's from Norway. I don't remember where the hell he's from. He's a lot of cool shit. He does like uh he does his own style, man. It's definitely like imagine like very cartoony Batman, very dark Batman visual Joker style. Yeah. That's like his shit. He's like haunted haunted houses, like very cartoony like style. That's that's his stuff. And like his lines are like very crooked, but they're so straight at the same time. I love that fucking dude, his style is so sick. Um God, there's a a load of tattoos that I love, but I mean, I'll just that I'll just name a couple right there. But then, like, you know, out of tattooing, like artist-wise, like I love uh, Frank Kozik. He's a, a toy maker, and he does a lot of um, art and stuff. Sorry, I don't know my back. Uh, he does a lot of uh, toys and all that, and he does a lot of uh, artwork too. Just besides that, I just found like an old catalog from like the '90s and shit. I think '91. 
he had designed like a bunch of stickers, t-shirts and all that like before like I think he was in even with uh I think the company's called Kid Robot that he's with right now. That he's uh, with for now. Yeah. You know like that little bunny with the butthole? Yeah. Yeah, that's his design. He did that shit. He's the original maker of that design. So he does like a lot of cool shit. Like I liked his lot like a lot of his work. Um a lot of early Betty Booth designs, like animation, uh, Disney animation, like a big inspiration for me too. Um, what else is there? It's a, it's a lot of like cartoony stuff. Like even Pokemon inspired me, Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, now like I'm kind of to anime a little bit. Like I like uh, Devil May Cry Baby. That animation was fucking great. I love the animation of that that style. Yeah, see, I've got a weird relationship with anime. Like. Yu-Gi-Oh! I can remember watching it when I was a kid and I rewatched it the start of the year and I got one the first season I smashed like in a day or whatever and then I started on the second Fuck season yeah. and I was just like oh, it just isn't I don't know just I couldn't watch anymore I don't know yeah. what it was but like I used to love it but I guess I only ever saw the first season and then like with anime I'm, it's, it's completely hit or miss either I'm like really really into it or I just don't get it and I hate it yeah I, I feel the same with anime like Especially like the early, I, like for me, like I still, that's what it really, I try to bring that up too. That's like one of my inspirations. So I love the Toon Monsters in that aspect. I love that, like, you know, Pegasus and shit. I love like all the cartoony, like crazy ass animation shit. It's like, fuck, I want this on my body, dude. I want to get this tattooed on me. When I was a kid, I wanted like some way to get something permanent or have the artwork for me. And uh, and I remember like always printing them out and shit and always drawing them and stuff. Like the Toon Tune fucking blue eyes and shit, Victory Box, Mega Rhea ran. And I remember like that shit like really inspired me as a kid. And uh yeah, that's it's funny, that's that's another inspiration art art form too. And uh fuck, I'm trying to think of another enemy though, that fucking Yeah. Uh, I, I what, definitely feel that way though. Anime, then? I'm sorry? What's your favorite anime that you've seen? Oh fuck. Uh Honestly, you know what the first one I said, Devilman Crybaby. That's like, I watched that recently and I was like, that shouldn't be think deep thoughts. I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch the first one? And I watched it again. I was like, this has some deep ass. I mean, I feel like connected with the character because I feel like I'm very sensitive and have a lot of emotions like he does. I'm like, oh, this is fucking cool. Like, I, I related to him a lot. Like, you know, I feel like it's kind of like you think people are kind of evil and shit and he's kind of good too. But he's kind of bad, but he's not really. It's, I like the, his thought process of like the character. It's always weird. I like that. Definitely. I'm trying to think what mine was. Uh, I don't know. I, everything, I, I think all the anime that I've seen is just really um, like popular stuff. So like One, Pun, One Punch Man, really, really loved it. Uh, uh, the, oh, Sword Art Online. Absolutely loved that. That was well good. I heard about that. I heard it's really fucking good. Yeah. It, it, I watched so much of it so quickly. I think that was my favorite one. That's a fucking dope one. I'm trying to think of anything else. Fuck. I think Tokyo Ghoul is a good one, too. I just never finished the second series of the season. I was like, oh, I'll finish it. I'll finish it. And then a, a, a year later, I haven't fucking went back to it. <laughs> What's that, sorry? Uh, Tokyo Ghoul. I'm like, I, I was on the second season halfway through, and I never went back on it. I'm like, oh, fuck. I was like, a year later, someone watched like, the second half of it. I'm like, I'll, I'll watch it eventually. I think I've, is that on Netflix? Yeah, I think it's on Netflix. I always watch everything on like through 
it's what's that called anime flex and it's like all three anime and shit so okay i'll just watch it out here so i think it's on netflix i'm pretty positive it is yeah as i say i remember seeing like a um uh image for it i think it's netflix so i'll try and check that one out it's pretty good it's a short one i like that it's very short but it's sweet and it's like what the fuck is am i watching this is super dope um yeah like it's cool like that's why i kind of want to do too a little bit like i want to fuck with a little bit of anime tattoos like this kind of iconic ones you know the, the general pokemon ones but i want to make them like look actually good because i see like a lot of people design like pokemon tattoos and it's like i don't know if something doesn't resonate with me like with them it's kind of like blah and it's like they're soulless and then like sometimes they just copy the same exact like pokemon card art or some other design that you know any other somebody could just print out and just do it you know copy and paste it kind of style i'm like i don't know i feel like with pokemon like it's more than that i don't know maybe because i grew up with it and shit like i feel like that's a really popular tattoo style now or people just like pokemon shit but i want to make it like cool in my style and try to keep it traditional like and uh i don't know not like classy you see all these these cholo pokemon like the classic traditional you see like they have like cholo style ones it's like oh, i just want to do uh, a cool design and make it look good and not make it like a certain characterized person or something but i just want to make it a really cool design of pokemon or whatever and especially Yu-Gi-Oh. like that's i don't really see a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh tattoos it's very like very limited i think it's a very small like crowd i feel like it didn't really blow up as pokemon did you know no, it's a strange one, because I always thought it was really, really big and popular, and it's just kind of not, is it? I... I mean, at least in California, like, I mean, I was definitely part of, like, the quote-unquote Yu-Gi-Oh! community thing, because I, I used to play that shit. I used to play cards all the time, the playing card games with my homies back in, like, shit, like, five years ago or something like that. And, uh, yeah, like, it wasn't really big. Like, it was, like, Magic. Magic the Gathering was a huge fucking thing, or either pokemon and like that was it like there's no other fucking card games like it was very rare if you could find like a person that has like Yu-Gi-Oh cards and shit and like even then like you don't ask anybody in the fucking you know ask anybody in the streets they don't know they don't fuck the pokemon is but they don't want you do it it's kind of like uh a weird a weird thing that's why i want to like do Yu-Gi-Oh tattoos as well i done i think the flash i did with this girl named ellen her name is ellen the apprentice on instagram I did my first collab with her, and I did, like, a Mongolia run, and I did this, like, skull fucking mouth carnival thing design. Um, it was, that's, like, the first, like, Yu-Gi-Oh thing I actually, like, did for Flash. I don't know, fuck it. I want to do my own thing, you know? Who cares, you know? I don't care what people think about, like, my taste, you know? People know what the fuck it is, and you're a real one, and come get tattooed by me. If you don't know what it is, it's, it's okay. It's not like you have to know what the fuck it is. <laughs> so what, um... What would you say your goal in life is? Is it because most tattoo artists say like, "Oh, my own studio," but I mean, as you've got like a massive, I suppose, influence and love of uh, cartoons, do you reckon you could see yourself like making them? I don't know, man. Like, I I just picture myself tattooing, but I mean, if like an opportunity came by, like you know, doing animation and stuff like that, because my wife, you know, it's funny. Before you called me and all that, like maybe a couple hours ago, like we're just getting something to eat really quick. I'm like, oh, just to wake up a little bit, you know, so I could be awake when I talk to you. I was like, okay, let's, let's maybe we should do animation because some dude followed me that does animation. And he's worked for like Disney, uh, I think Marvel Comics and some other companies. Like, oh shit, this dude works for a big ass thing. That's cool. I like this stuff a lot. Let's kind of do like a new school cartoony style. Oh, cool. I love this shit. 
and he said, yeah, she's like, you should go back to school and like do animation. I was like, uh, I don't know, maybe. If that's if that happens, I mean, if I find myself really want to do, it, I'll do it. But like, I always want to have tattoo as my priority. I don't want to like not make it my side job. Oh, it's my hobby. I do. It's like, no, nah, I want to, I want to do that full time. Definitely. I think um, something that I've always wanted to do, and I hopefully I get the chance to at some point, is just make like a children's book. Oh, hell yeah, that'd be cool. Just like some really weird story, but like, I'll try and do all of the art and come up with, yeah, with the, with the odd story, but I think it'd be really fun. I've wanted to do it for so long, and I don't know, I don't know why. Like, ah, just do it, dude. Like, that's fucking badass. I like that. I mean, like, People that make a lot of books are actually like really fucking chill people, dude. Like it's it's really cool. Yeah, hopefully I get the chance to do it at some point. <laughs> yeah, dude, just work on it when you can. Like it's it's always like a thing. Like don't really fully pressure yourself. You have to do it, and like you need to do it. The more you do that, like the more it's not gonna come out like very natural and like loose and good. You know, I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to focus on something so hard. That's what I was doing. I was trying to make a, a line work book just to sell. I'm still working on it. Um, I, I'm trying to go hard on it now because I was like, I haven't worked on it like in a month and a half. I was, like, oh, cause I was always every day like I gotta come up with a design. I gotta do another one. I gotta do another one. And you know, it, you just can't push yourself that hard. Like every single day to come, think of to come up with a design or something that you're trying to push yourself to do. And it's realistically gonna happen like that, or it's gonna come like shit if you like try to push yourself so hard that you're just making up shit. I think so. So it, were you trying to make like what a coloring book type thing or just like a book of all your designs and stuff? This is a book of all my designs. Like I just wanted to do like maybe like a 10 page thing or just my stuff. And then I was going to ask like a couple people that I know if they want to do throw in like, you know, two big designs or, you know, throw a couple designs in and I'll, just, I'll put their signature or something like that. And that would be their designs at the end of the book. And like, you know, here's some, special mentions of artists that I like, you know, I admire, and here's your flash kind of deal. I think that'd be very cool. Oh, definitely. Cause I'm like, I want to do like a flash book, but it's like, fuck you. Like I had a paint like a crazy man and I'm already painting a lot. And I'm like, I'm not even like close to painting like as much as I would like to. And it just takes time, dude, to paint a lot. So I'm like, fuck, I was excited to uh, paint with black dog. Dude. I was like, fuck, I'm so excited. Cause like, it feels good, like to tap or you know, paint something I actually really want to paint, especially with the style on it. I'm like, oh, that's me fucking sick. Especially with like the Cuphead thing. I like Cuphead a lot. Like, they must inspired me more too. Like, especially during this like last two years, I found that video game of Cuphead. I was like, oh, this is fucking dope as shit. It's like 1930s cartoons and shit, but in the game and like all the designs are sick. I'm like, fuck. I definitely took a lot of inspiration from them. Like, just two years. How um how do you rec- how do you stay motivated? Because like you're saying you've uh, haven't drawn in that um, book for a while. What do you do to stay motivated? Because I find it very hard as well. Like working pretty much full time and then trying to do the brand, do this podcast, do other bits, and still have like a life outside of it all. Is there anything you do to kind of make sure you tackle everything? Well, shit, dude, it's hard. Like it's for me, I try to like. I don't know it's it's hard to like i'm always drawing and stuff it's like i don't know i never like try to take a break but you know obviously i have a life and stuff like you know my life hang out and stuff like that and you know you watch the youtube videos and chill out you know kind of disassociate with life just a little bit you know kind of escape life a little bit and stuff like that. i'm pretty 
I'm pretty like chill. I don't. There's nothing really exciting. I don't party or nothing like that. I'm not really. That's not me. <laughs> no people like to party and shit and do all their things. Yeah, I've always hated that actually. Party. I've just never, never enjoyed it. Yeah, so it's not me. I'm, I've always been like that kind of like loner kid in high school and shit, metalhead. It's like, uh, this guy's a weirdo. I'm not going to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny how things reverse, though. It's like, oh shit, now like that I'm tattooing like all these people that I used to know in high school, like, oh hey, can I get a chat? And like they think that they're trying to get shit for free. It's like, no, nah, uh, that's only, like 200 bucks <laughs> or whatever the fuck they want. You know, like I'm not going to charge them any less. And the people try to like think that they know you kind of. They always yeah. try to like get you for free or just like a discount. Like, so you know, this is like you know, so I don't think people realize that like everyone has a life out of like tattooing or anything. You know, like anything like celebrities, all this shit. Like, the people have a life out of it, and uh, like people don't think we're normal like, or something like that. Everywhere, just constantly tattooing every single day. Like, yeah, but we're we're on the phone twenty four seven. Like people message like shit like two or three in the morning. They expect you to message them right away. It's like. Oh yeah, I just woke up right now, like it's you know whatever ten in the morning or whatever, and uh, it's definitely a funny thing. Yeah, sure. Is this like where are the? I, I've always found that where are these people when you're starting out and trying to get to where you want to be? It's only when you actually achieve something that people start approaching you and want shit for free. Yeah, definitely. It sucks though, because like you know. You think you're like number one supporters like during the whole time? Oh yeah, that's cool. Doing tattoos, I want to get tattooed by you, and you know, all this shit. And like they want to, they supposedly want to support you, and like, and like especially during these times, like oh yeah, like, you know, even if you can't buy nothing, dude, like just share my like stories or something, or share my posts. It's like they can't even fucking do that. It's like all right, you know, like they're always trying to hit you up. Like oh hey, like are you are you tattooing on you? Like no, like. But during quarantine, I'm not gonna come to your house to do that because I get that all the time. Like, like, oh, can you come to my house to tattoo? Like, fuck no, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lose my license for that. Because over here, like, if someone catches you tattooing or whatever, the city gets called in or whatever, gets called in, you're tattooing at home. You can get a fucking big ass fine, go to jail, and lose your license for your tattooing. Shit. That goes. Yeah, it's a big thing over here because I mean. I'm saying, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's scratches everywhere that people are tattooed at home. There's a lot of, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of it here and over there too. Um, but it's definitely a, a big thing, I feel like, over here. It's funny, like, you see, like, I don't know if you have, I don't, I don't know if it's the same over there. There's, like, an app called VetGo and OfferUp. Right. Yeah, like, they see, like, a bunch of people just post, like, oh, yeah, tattoos and shit. I'm doing it for, like, 20 bucks or 30 bucks or whatever amount you know and then like see their work all like something you see like on on instagram on sucky tattoos or snakes <laughs> it's like what the fuck man it's like man people are really hurt hurting people so like it's something to say if i wanted to be a you know a bad person i can just say hey you shouldn't be doing that you know it's it sucks though because you see a lot of that stuff here and you see like a lot of stuff on like tiktok it's like oh fuck, I, I don't like to be on tiktok dude like i should like Oh, I see so many bad things that people do themselves. They're like tattooing, and they're like cross contamination. Like a like there's no other day, dude. Like they don't understand how, you know. Like oh yeah, I can tattoo. I can do this. I can do that without like doing that apprenticeship. It's like dude, like you don't understand. Like there's a lot of things that go into it. Like health wise, like you're 
the way you're touching the machine, you're doing this, you're setting this up, and like doing it all wrong. <laughs> and, is like, there um? Does it does the tattoo laws change between each state like massively, or is it fairly consistent? I I think it's different everywhere a little bit. Like, uh, but I want to assume that it's kind of the same everywhere. I think like sometimes it might be different with the ages in states, but majority of states are just like you know eighteen or older for tattooing and all that. And then, but I don't know about the law though. Like, of, you know, like someone's tattooing at their house or whatever. And like the law with that, I'm not too sure with that. I'm, I'm assuming it, I want to assume it's different everywhere. Yeah, I wonder why the ta- the tattooing at home is a thing. I guess it's for what hygiene reasons. Yeah, it's because like if someone gets a staff infection or whatever you give them, they can sue you. Because uh, you know, under a shop like you know, you sign a consent form like you know, you're all this documentation. So basically, you sign a contract with us like you know. If you, because once you leave that door, that's not our problem anymore. Like, if you get a staff infection and all this, like, it's, I won't, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it depends on the people who they hire at a shop or whatever. But if they come out with a staff infection and like they're they're getting all these things, you know, it's not our fault. It's you know, once you leave that door, it's done. Yeah, again, something I never really thought about, but I guess that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, because there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of shit you can get, like, because sometimes people will take care of, I have tattooed a couple people, and then I know I tattooed that shit, I know I did a really nice job and shit, and I'm, like, seeing the thing heal, I'm like, what the fuck did he do, like, <laughs> there's this one girl I tattooed, not gonna name names, but, um, I tattooed this really nice, uh, Grim Reaper with the, with the little beer on it, and, fuck, like, I don't know what the hell she did with that tattoo, but she, I think she scratched it a lot, in the picked at it and it looks like shit like oh my god i'm like the thing is like i was kind of desperate at the time so i was like doing it for like a cheaper price and, oh yeah i'll just do it for like you know 100 bucks or something remember i'll charge like you know like 200 bucks for that tattoo um i'm like dude, that's why like sometimes it's hard like that's why you like get to pick and choose people at the same time where you're tattooing it's like if you have someone that's not taking care of your tattoos that you do on them like don't really i don't see myself wanting to tattoo them again it's like you're walking with my ink on you, and like you're walking with my, my piece on you, like my my heart and soul and that tattoo and designs I do, and you're making a bad name for me. It's like, oh, who did that? Oh, I did. It's like, fuck, man. Like, who do think I do a shitty job on you? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's quite a lot in the aftercare, isn't there, of like tattoos? I didn't realize it then affected the the artist, but I guess it does, doesn't it? Because if it looks shitty, even if it's the person that now has the tattoo because they've scratched or whatever. It, yeah, it can go against the artist. Definitely. It's like, fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a... Yeah, but luckily, I, I, I took down the, the post and all that. Like, cause I, I posted, like... I've done that design, like, two times, but I left the one that I actually came out really nice on there. I don't know if you had to leave it on there, you know. But I just took on the, the other post of that person I, I just talked about. They didn't take the other tattoo. I'm like, uh... I'm not going to have that image on there. I'd rather have, like, a nice ta- picture of the tattoo and have it healed. I posted the same thing. and was, like, having it healed and all that shit. Thank God they took care of their tattoo. Like, fuck, it, it's, it really does suck, though, when it, when it happens. It's like, uh, you know, just say, like, you painted something and you send it out to somebody, and they get it and it's all shitty. It's like, hey, what the fuck happened? <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, pretty, it's pretty, it sucks. I was just saying, like, 
the the couple of questions that I scribbled down, I've uh, I've gone through all of them. So I don't know if you've got anything you want to ask me or any uh, anything. Yeah, definitely, dude. Um, how's the apparel side? Like, how's that shit going? Because I'm like, I'm thinking about getting some t-shirts and all that, and the merchandise, like pins and all that. I'm like, fuck, I'm like, I have no idea how to start that. I'm like, especially with shirts, I really want to design a nice shirt. The uh, so I'm quite lucky. I've got um, uh, a screen printers that's was about ten minutes down the road from me. Um, oh, cool. And they're they're really nice, um, really nice guys. Uh, they kind of sort sort everything out for me, so I'm really lucky in that respect. Uh, I think if you were going to do something like now, go like small quantity and do one screen, so like one color. Okay. Because that's you can do like direct to garment where you print. It, it's like a normal home printer thing, and they get it prints on a t-shirt. Uh, and you could do a ton of different colors, but I don't think the quality is as good. Yeah. When you do the screen printing, it's every color is another like 20, 30 quid. So it soon racks up. So I think yeah, if, you I to, if you wanted to put one of your designs on a t-shirt, it would definitely be just like one color. So like your Mickey Mouse stuff would probably work really well. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I think I'll do something like a, a simple design, like something that, I was gonna do my logo, the little devil. I have a little devil guy idea with a little cigar. Like I painted that like when I was a pregnant. Oh, this is fucking cool. This is my design. Like everything I have is like my cards have it still. Oh, I'll just keep it for my cards now, but retire him a little bit. You know, I'll just, I'll leave him sleep for a while. That design, and then I'll bring it up eventually again. But I thought making a new design and then like something that represents me, kind of. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know, kind of like that panther head, but it's like. I don't know how that's going to really translate with like one tone, but I'll design something eventually and just kind of be just a a black shirt with the white outline. I think those look always super slick, especially when they do like, they do a little spit shades or a little wood shades on the, on the white. So it looks like it's shade on there. I think it looks pretty neat. Definitely. I've uh, found recently, I don't know if it's because of like lockdown or whatever, but people aren't buying as many t-shirts, but people are still supporting. They're just buying like uh, pin badges and stuff. Yeah, because I think they, they might see that, oh, it's, it's cheaper and I can still get it what I want. You know what I mean? They can still get, like, a piece of your work that they can keep with them. Yeah, so I think that's definitely something to look at as well. If you don't do a T-shirt, you could stick one of your designs as a pin badge because um, there's, what is it, Alibaba? Yeah, I, I I used them one time. I was so fucking mad, dude. Like, I, ha- I I'm, the stickers that I made recently, the little devil ones from Cuphead, I made some yeah. stickers that I have available, and I'm like, okay, yeah, like, I'll do the stickers, and then I have, like, I bought this other thing with it that it's, like, a film, a foil that goes on top, so I like these, like, stars and sparkly stars on top, so, like, I saw that you could heat those the the same shit. You could use, like, an iron, put, like, a little piece of towel in there and iron that shit on top for, like, I think 20 seconds, and you just pull it off, and it, has, it engraves the fucking, it laminates the, the holographic on it, so it looks it kind of like it kind of gives like a waterproof, kind of a waterproof vibe with it because it's like already laminated on top with like that film. I'm like, oh, dude, that shit, cool. And I'm like, fucking, dude, I, I'm still waiting for that shit. What are like three months ago? I'm like, that shit's not gonna come anymore. I just kind of gave up. Oh, I'll just, you know, eventually I'll do holographic stickers eventually. <laughs> I think that's definitely the risk when you get stuff from China is that it's just gonna take forever, and then it's not always gonna look great. Um, yeah. 
but I guess, I guess it's like risk and reward, isn't it? Like if you want some of the stuff, then it, you're gonna have to just risk it and give it a go. And yeah, it's it definitely expensive. I was like, fuck, it was like fifty bucks for me. Like, god damn. Well, for some stickers. I'm sorry. For the stickers, it was fifty bucks. Um, no, it was for the, like the foil that I was ordered that was you can laminate the stickers with. Oh, yeah. look. But yeah, the, the fucking the people that I used for the stickers though too, it was, it was pretty close to fifty. I think it was like forty-five or forty bucks. I think something like that around there, forty or forty-five bucks. Um, but I bought it on Amazon because I couldn't find the fucking paper anywhere. That is where it was. Okay, I looked at a couple of reviews. I'm like, okay, this looks actually pretty cool. I'll just buy this shit. But I wish it was a little. I mean, I wish they were more glossy. They're just kind of like a bat sentence. I'm like, fuck, you know? Like, well, I'll just use these out. Maybe I'll just buy some new ones when I make a little bit enough money with the ones that I have. Now let's make some little handout stickers when I, you know, when I do that shit. Because it took me forever to do that sticker. Because I have to, um, I have to do that and I have to program this. I think it was Cricket. Because my, my mentor, Frankie, his wife, uh, helped me because she has a Cricket cutter. So she deck cut all my stickers. Mm. And, um, I was like, okay, that'd be cool, yeah. And we had a program that shows. Took fucking days to do that shit. Like it would work sometimes, but it wouldn't cut like the right spot. I was like, fuck. So it would. I thought always talking, oh yeah, give me a couple of days, you know, like to do it, you know. Always people asking me, and then the people that ask me don't fucking buy the stickers. So it's like, fuck, man, maybe rush for nothing. <laughs> I think I say I found it's just it's horrible sometimes, like. You'll even you'll take a risk on something because you think the design's awesome and just no one will buy it, and then you're like, "For fuck's sake!" Oh fuck it, yeah. It's horrible, but then I guess that's part of it. Like, eventually, someone will probably buy some of the stuff that I've got that's not on like my store. Yeah, I believe it's on the store. It's for the right person, you know. You got to find the right person for it because, like, that's the risk of like painting and stuff like that. You think it's going to sell like the fucking all these Mickey's? I did like Seaboat Willie. And mini mouse, whatever. It's like you just take a risk because, like, sometimes the piece is not meant for somebody, and then, like, eventually someone that's meant for it will buy it. Mm, it's in a good time. It's just got to be the right eyeballs that got to see it, haven't they? And then you're fine. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm like. I was always like, kind of like, oh, fuck. Uh, with apparel, like, dude, I don't want to do like some apparel shit and then decide to sell at all. It's like, fuck. It's so hard as well because there's so many people doing that like tattoo style. Um, exactly. But I suppose if you've got a store or a shop that you work in, then because I, I see a load of that stuff, like some of the tattoo style apparel that actually is sold at um, shops looks fucking lovely. Yeah, that's cool. Like it's you gotta find the right people that like, especially the stores too. Like you know, you can just do local stores, or whatever that sell shit you can always put your stuff there you know again make your own shop or have it at a shop it looks cool either way yeah that's true like the um where they've got like the shop name on it as well i think that looks really smart oh i love that shit because like, it really especially if you don't work there anymore do you like if someone has that shirt still and they still come to you that shows like they're diehard for you and like they always support you and, like and that shows your history of, like where you came from you know hmm I actually should try that. I haven't even thought about that. I could just approach some local tattoo studios and just see if they'd uh, just display some of my merch. You could. That's why I was I was thinking about doing that. Like, because once this quarantine stuff happens, you know, kind of dies off a little bit. Hopefully soon, the, the things start to reopen again. Um, I'm I'm trying to create some flash and shit like that, and I'll make prints. And I'm thinking about just going to 
you know, ask Chate, can I meet your owner or whatever and talk to them and schedule kind of a little, you know, consultation thing and talk to them about, you know, talk to them and stuff. I mean, even though if they don't accept me, I always want to, like, give them a flash sheet, you know, so at least, like, I don't work there or whatever the fuck, maybe they'll, maybe they'll okay, well, this guy's cool, maybe they'll call me eventually, you know, or something, you never know. That little kindness can go a long way. Yeah, definitely, and I was, um, with, like, if I were to go and give them some of, like, my clothing or whatever, there's always space on those kind of places for that kind of shit, like, and then it makes the shop look better, I think, as well, like, yeah, if you've true. got some of your art or some clothing that it looks like they're selling it's that extra thing for them to kind of talk about and promote and i might do that i'm gonna have yeah i'm gonna have a think about that later i think i definitely do like always give that give that a good look like just research places that you know kind of can see that your work will look good at their shop like that would that, that fits their vibe mm, there's quite a few tattoo studios uh in the city around me so that makes sense and I need to do more local stuff as well because I just don't bother, which is really bad. No, I mean sometimes it's kind of kind of hard. Sometimes like, especially like some of the artwork and all that. Like some people that's not, might find like locally, they might find your stuff attractive or like they want it. And some people want it from like across the goddamn world or whatever. It's like holy shit! Like, but sometimes it can be a pain in the ass to send. Like, especially with shipping and all that, that's a lot of money. Mm. I remember when I, was, when I shipped my stuff to Black Dog, um, he, dude, it was like like $26 just to send an envelope, like a catalog envelope, like a nice one all all decked out. And it wasn't heavy. It was like nine hundred pounds. It took it was $25 for that shit. Like, God damn. Can you imagine if it sent a t-shirt or something like hell, you know, to the U.S. or somewhere? Yeah, the cost soon racks up. Then it seems to go missing most of the time as well, which is even worse. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people lie about that shit, though, dude. Sometimes they lie or they, it actually does happen, but that's where they get you sometimes. They lie about that shit. Yeah. I had a couple yeah. of lies. Like, I, I sent them out, like, it said that's it's delivered. It's like, oh, yeah, I never received it. Like, oh, it says that you fucking delivered it. It's not my problem anymore. You, you bought the painting, you never received it, apparently. Or it's not my problem anymore. You, that's a risky took. Sorry. Yeah. But no, you're right. I can't paint that shit again. <laughs> it's definitely crazy because I've seen what I bought my shit this summer from, you know, locally, you know, like California and stuff, Santa Cruz, somewhere else, like Santa Monica, Washington, D.C., you know, UK, Florida, Germany. Someone bought my shit too from Germany. It's like, what the fuck? That's weird. Yeah, it's got to be quite nice though when you like, because I've done it before and I'm like, oh shit, I've made a sale. And then you look and you're like, Fuck, where even is that? So yeah, it's it was so confusing, especially with like sending out shit. Like I was so confused with the like, UK's address. I was like, how the fuck do you guys I, like I was reading I was like EXX EX and then like C M L or whatever some I was like, what the fuck? I don't oh, know a yeah, lot that's... of numbers and shit. I was like, what the fuck is this? At the bottom because <laughs> you have um is it zip code where you just have a uh, load numbers? Yeah, it's like six numbers i'm like what the fuck? yeah i don't understand i was like first time like ever writing something out like oh this is weird yeah, yeah we have a, a postcode so it's like the first couple of digits are generally like the um uh county country is in and then the rest is like broken down into the area yeah it's it's so weird like what the fuck? i was like it was it was just weird to me but now i now that i kind of understand the way you broke it down I was like, oh, okay because the guy yeah. that i was 
the guy I was dealing with at the post office, he was kind of a dick. He's like, oh, well, you wrote it this way. And then I was like, hey, because like, I had to, I had to write it down again because, like, oh, you're doing international. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sending it to the UK. I think like, it's a this form and all that. I'm like, I'm sending a picture. I'm like, hey, listen, dude, I've never done this shit before. So give me a little fucking break, dude. Like, can you help me out? <laughs> I was like, fuck, man. Like, people definitely in California are kind of jerks. Like, I've been in, like, fucking Las Vegas and shit uh, in Arizona. They're pretty fucking chill. Like, people are okay, I guess. But I hear from people, like, you know, I was talking to Black Dog a little bit, like, yeah, people are kind of mean over there, but, like, but they're usually pretty cool. Like, that's fucking cool to be nice to people. <laughs> Especially as they're, they're trying to provide a service, so they're, like, they should be polite and nice. That's just shitty when people are like that. Fuck you. Like, I understand I've been in retail, dude. I've been in retail. I've been, I worked that you know, majority of my life, you know, so it's like, you know, I, I don't, I don't see why you have to be a dick to somebody. Unless they're being a jerk to you first, that makes, that's a different thing, but, um, that's, I've never understood the, being an angry person, <laughs> just being a dick to somebody like that. No, I haven't either. I guess it's just people having bad days, isn't it? Yeah, it's shit too often, at least. <laughs> I've always found that I work in retail as well, it's just like, even if you're having a bad day, you have to kind of fake it or pretend like you're okay. Because that's just part of yeah. it. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Like, I, I, had, like, the, I had the worst day, dude. Like, I, when I was working at Walmart, I was, I was like, fucking close to crying. I was like, man, fuck this job. And, like, I was having, like, a bad day. I think it was some stupid shit that happened or something. I was like, fuck, I'm losing my goddamn mind. I was like, I'm, I'm still trying to treat people nice, you know? I was like, fuck, it's hard. Because people, you know, they always tell people stupid feel like crap. It's like, Come on, you know the typical Walmart stories you see, like on the internet. That's exactly how it is. Unfortunately, people are she. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's what I think. That's what drives me, man. Like, uh, not to get really deep with it, but like, yeah, my definitely my depression, man, and my anxiety, like, really drives my work. That's what I really want. I like to have meaning behind my pieces, too. Like, like anything, you know, like. I did this like flash piece of uh, the skull head popping out of skin with a clown, and it's called Lost Ones. I think I put. I think that's the name of this flash piece. I don't know like shittiest time. Yeah, that's like unfortunately me. And my my wife had something happen and shit, and I was like, fuck, we're like devastated. Some shit happened. I was like, fuck, and I was like, kind of drawing some stuff during this time, and I was like, I pieced them together. Like, dude, I, I didn't realize like I even drew like I painted this shit at the worst fucking time in my life. It's fucked, and I'm like, but that's what really drives you, though. Like, you try to have put some meaning to, like, you know, some art that you have, and it's it's always cool to have some it, meaning behind it. Yeah, I think it shows when um, an artist, like you said, has that meaning or has the passion behind their work, whereas, like, you, you can see the difference between that and, like, it just being lifeless, so. Yeah, that's why I feel with Procreate, kind of lifeless. That's kind of, like, the vibe I get with every time I see a Procreate, like, design or something like that kind of feels like so dead and like blah I suppose that's the risk people take though isn't it yeah it's definitely I don't know I feel like everything has a place in time for it you know like art wise like you know the Procreate and Photoshop stuff can look really nice but it's like I don't know it's it's, it's, a, it's a really good tool though it's a very nice tool actually it makes it easier Sure does. Um, do you have any other questions or anything else you want to ask? Or? Sure. What inspires you? What, what inspires your art and your apparel? 
Um, I don't know. I think recently I've realized, because loads of artists always are like, oh, let me, like, do you want to work with me? And I'm like, yes. And, like, and then they go, cool, well, what are some ideas you've got? And then you're like, well, I don't, you approached me, like, what are you thinking? <laughs> like, it's so annoying. Yeah. It. But I kind of struggle to come up with ideas. Recently, I've just started, I mean, more and more thinking of random shit. So that, I don't know if you saw the um, Always Glum, Never Fun thing I did. Oh, I love that shit. That shit is dope. I love the design. I love the concept. That's how I like your, your apparel. I like that. It's like really dark, but like it has a really cool meaning behind it. I feel like it's really yeah. cool. I mean, that's what I've tried to do with a lot of designs, but then I feel like it's very hard to come up with them. And I think that was one of them that like someone just went, oh, I really want to do something. What, what ideas have you got? And I was like, I don't know. Like here's a couple of just random things I've just now thought of. And that was one of them. And then nothing came wow. of it. And I was like, fine, like, I'm just going to draw something random and see if anybody else wants to do it better than me. And it was really nice wow. to see that people actually did it. But I think that helps me because then I'm like, oh, actually, I do have some good ideas. Like, and I've thought, yeah. of one, I thought of one the other day, like, because I love that whole positivity, dark, twisted mashup. Uh, and I thought of one the other day, and I don't know if I should put it out as like another oh, here's my shitty design. Does anyone want to do it, like, do it in their own style or just approach yeah. artists and see if anyone can do it really well? Um, yeah, it's really good. Really it, man. It's what, sorry? You should definitely do that. Like, you, you have to believe in stuff a lot. Like, it, it's hard. Like, I get it. So it's, like, fucking hard to, like, ah, oh, that's not, like, a stupid idea. But, like, you should do that. That's why I do with, like, tattoos and slash. Like, I don't might not like it right now, but it might find it for the right person that might like it. You know, it's like you never fucking know. Yeah, it's real hard as well. Like I've said, that people don't seem to be buying any of my t-shirts. I've put up three, the last three or four designs, because um, I always do it as like I put them up as a pre-order, and then if I sell like I don't know two or three, then I'll be like, oh fuck it, I'll just make them all, and then see what happens. Yeah, because if two or three sell, I'll know that I'll probably sell more later. Um, but the last year, four designs I've put them up and I've sold none. So I'm like, fuck's sake. And I really like some of them. So I might just say fuck it and like make them. I think you should just do that. Because I mean, at least some people visit your set, they'll see more. Like, oh shit, this dude has a lot of fucking shit. That's cool. You know, not because they don't sell right now. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. They don't sell right now. It's like, again, like we said earlier, like it's meant for a certain person. Yeah, I've noticed that actually more as well. But like when I first started, I had one T-shirt and I didn't really sell anything. And I was like, oh, fuck's sake, this is just not going to work. And then I released something else. So then I had two products and I think I did, I don't know, some stickers or something. So then there was like three things. And it's weird that like that tipping point of like you have one or two designs and people obviously don't want to buy anything from you. And then as soon as you start filling up like a little website with some stuff, people, it feels like people are more um, willing to spend their money with you. Yeah, they're a trick now. They're like, oh, this dude's actually like doing a lot of shit. Because I mean, I mean, when people just see like one or two things on something, they might not like. I don't know. They they might get just get turned off of it. Unfortunately, that's how people are. Mm. I don't like that people are like that. If I like the fucking shirt or something, because like I, I, my whole wardrobe just metal shirts and all that, and some, you know, art shirts, some of them. Um, so I always like seeing people like have a lot of stuff, like a lot of variety. But again, that for me, I either like, you know, buy something I actually like and really enjoy. 
I like that fucking Millhouse shit that you did. That that's fucking cool shit. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one. I think that's three times we've reprinted it now. Oh really? I didn't. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's really real nice. It's, it's the one that gets the most. That one and the uh, like self-destructive one, the little heart with the dynamite. Yeah, that's fucking sick. I like that one. Those are the two designs that have been the most popular. Um, I'm actually tempted to bring that back as well. The like self-destructive. You could do like a fucking tie-dye shirt of it. Like tie dye is a really big deal too. Yeah. What like a, a white t-shirt and then a blue tie-dye or something, or you could do like a rainbow, like like psychedelic look, and have like the millhouse on that. That'd be fucking sick. That's yeah, like the slushy um, style. Yeah, you could do like the slushy colors. You could do a blue one. You could do like limited edition ones. Like you know, have a blue with white and it's a white t-shirt with blue on it. Like do like really cool like neon colors and shit. Just do like the kind of blues if you want to. Like make it like a rainbow but just with blues. Like a really cool, just slimy green with like orange shirt or something. Or make it fucking weird and psychedelic because that's kind of like the vibe that they had in that cartoon anyway. So it's kind of like, okay, let's make it kind of funky like that. Oh, that's a really good idea, actually. And you could do it yourself, too. Like, the t-shirts, you're going to fucking make it dye yourself. Yeah. There's a lot of cool things. You could do, like, this. there's, like, skull tie-dyes you could do, you know, traditional rainbow ones. There's all kinds of fucking ways you could do them. Like, and no matter what way you do it, people are going to like it. Like, tie-dyes is the shit. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that with the Millhouse tea, I think. I'll make a couple. Well, I also like the um, the bleach ones as well. It's like a black t-shirt that's then been oh, yeah. sprayed or they drip bleach on or whatever and then it like burns the white into it. That looks really cool as well. Yeah, my, my girl does that a lot. She, <laughs> on accident kind of, but she likes to dye, likes to bleach her shirts and all that, like the black shirts. Um, yeah, do you like, I would say like, you can always even do this too, like, with the t-shirt, like, if you have, if you, like, with the Bellhouse series, you can do, like, oh, if you buy this t-shirt, you have a chance of winning, like, you know, a fucking limited edition shirt. Like, you'll be have, like, five of them available, and, like, someone has a chance of winning that one. Like, a limited edition shirt. Yeah, that's really good. There's, I'd... A lot of, there's a lot of stuff you can do with that. Especially with apparel. People would eat that shit up. Yeah, the tie-dye stuff, it looks amazing. And definitely, like, with the... um. Millhouse one because it's already got that like warp design, so any sort of tie dye shit is going to look absolutely amazing on it. Fuck yeah. I'm just excited. You can do like the whole Nickelodeon colors, you know, do the fucking orange shirt with the, the green slime and shit. Just oh, like, yeah. There's a lot of stuff you can do. Like, that's that's what I like about apparel, man. I used to be really big trying to like compare, like, you know, Blackcraft Cole, um, uh, Pete apparel. There's another one I forgot. I'm missing, but whatever. <laughs> Wait, I think I followed that first. And you say black cult. Black cult, cult yeah. I'm pretty sure it's, I uh, it's actually in California that they're from uh, Blackcraft Cult. I was just trying to get a job there a long time ago. I was like, oh, we could ask for a job. Fucking the one in there, they were closed. Like, oh, whatever. It's cool. Oh, I don't. I was thinking of somebody else. Oh, yeah. That, that's that green. T-shirt, that's well nice. Yeah. It's definitely really cool, though, like, what you're doing. You can do the same shit with pins. Like, you can do, like, whole limited edition shit, like, oh, this is a limited line, or you can do the, like, have a chance to win this thing, you know? People like that a lot. Especially the stuff that you got to produce, it's, it's really cool shit. They're really cool shirts and all that. 
Cheers. Yeah, the uh, the limited edition stuff's always stuff that's popular, isn't it? Because if it's like a one of one as well. Yeah, it'll sell a lot. And you can even do like if you want to like move it to like more merch stuff or it's like more little prints. You can do prints of your design and like you know, or you can do like ask an artist to like paint that that design and send it to you, and they can sell like a one of one print, like you know, it's the only one that's ever made, kind of thing. I've thought about that before, but like it's, it, I tried it as well, the like the print side of it, but I don't know if people actually want it. It's weird. I sell, I see loads of artists and stuff sell prints, which makes sense, but like I don't know if people want it from clothing companies. I don't, I don't know. It's 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 kind of a hard thing. Like some people like some people love prints. Like I I was trying to sell prints, but like fucking no one hit me up at all, and it's like shit. Okay, well, I'll just want to keep these on the burner, I guess. Is, you know, I'll just take it off till I eventually repost it again. And then, because it was like one of one prints that I did. Like, okay, maybe like someone wants to buy it. I guess just sell it. It's like, I don't know. But I, I like buying prints. So I, that's, I love that shit. I love having physical art pieces sometimes like that. But if I can get close to a print, that's cool, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think that's something else I look into. Um, yeah, have you got have you got anything else? Because uh, like I said, I've I've done all my questions that I've got. I'm trying to think of something else. Uh, I'm trying to think of something apparel. Though. Like, what do you? What's the next design you want to do for like a shirt? Oh, uh, I don't know. I I think I'm gonna do. So I keep in my head. I keep thinking about like a shop or like a temporary um unit or something and i'm like i need to start building up stock so i think i might reprint older designs that worked really well yeah because i know that they worked well before so it makes sense to try and get like bigger quantities and stuff so i think it's just going to be that and then try and get all the extra little bits so like i've ordered i've got some hats I've got some sunglasses, I've got some patches on the way, I've got some pins, I've got to go order stickers to try and get to that level where as soon as something comes available for like a week or a month, I can just go, fuck it. Like, I'll just take a risk and see if it works and then I've got a, t- a ton of shit I can put into the unit. That's really cool, yeah, that's that's a really good idea. That's, I, I like hats too, so I'm like, oh, I, I, I love... I would just put it on a hat. I could just go anywhere and like I rip somebody out, you know. I always rep, the, you know, someone's company or something. I feel love that. Yeah, hats are always yeah interesting. <laughs> I think I've sold like just, two of them. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I don't know. That's what I used to buy all the time. I used to always buy like these snapback hats, and then I recently, like a couple of years now, like I've been wearing like dad hats and all that. I think those sell very well, and they're very durable too. So that's never. Uh, a bad thing not to have them. Yeah, that's it. Like, if, if even if stuff's not selling, I, I know, but I know it's a popular design. I'm fine with it. So that um, the scum pins, and I made some beanies with it and some stickers. And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna do dad hat. Like, does anyone want one? And I had a couple people say, yeah. And I was like, brilliant. Uh, put them up, and I've sold like two or three. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh well, it doesn't matter. I've got like got enough for the shop, whatever now. So. It's just an extra thing that I can then have on display. So I think in my head, that's what I'm working towards, like trying to get artists to um, send me prints and stuff. So when I get to have a unit, I can have all their work on the walls and like sell it or promote them 
building stock levels up, trying to think around like how I want to display it, like what units, like you were saying earlier around the um, tattoos in the back, signs and, and all that stuff. So I'm just, that's all in my mind now. I'm like, right, how am I going to want my shop to look? What am I going to, but it's like, it's miles away. So I don't know why I'm thinking about it, but I guess it's quite a nice fantasy dream goal to have. No, it's good though. Dude. Always dream big, don't, you know, just feel like overwhelmed by one little thing. Just always think ahead of time. Like, all right, this is like the main goal and that's where I want to be at. Yeah, dude, like, it's going to be good. Like, once you get your stuff rolling and stuff, it's going to go well. I hope so. <laughs> well, um, yeah, thanks for being on my podcast. It was episode number 13, so it's probably why we had all that trouble at the start. Oh, no, dude, it was. Yeah, I'm not really a techie guy, so it was kind of my fault too. Like, it was, I don't know, it was the leak wasn't working. It was just the whole fucking. I felt so bad all day. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been good. I, I mean, I say it like every single time, but it's nice not knowing how it's gonna go. I've not had a podcast where it's been really fucking awkward yet. But this yeah, <laughs> one, and that, that was kind of like the risk with you. Where I was just like, I don't even know who you are. Like, I don't even remember really interacting with you before this. But like, I was like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? We'll have a chat, see what happens. But it's been a really good episode again. So thank you for like spending time and chatting with me because I know it's super early for you. Oh, that's cool. It's, it's really fucking fun. I'm a late bird anyway. So it was like, okay, yeah, take a couple more hours. I'll be fine. It <laughs> <laughs> was really fun talking to you too, man. It's cool to see like the other part of like, you know, apparel and all that merchandise. It's like a big difference and a big eye-opening thing. So, oh, maybe I can give it to it now too, you know. It's, yeah, definitely. If you um, need anything, just kind of send me a message and uh, I'm always about, so. Yeah, man, if you need any designs done or anything painted or anything like that or designs, just let me know and I'll, I'll help you. Oh, awesome. I'll think of some uh, nice, like, Disney-style ones, I think. Anything, man, anything. I'll, I'll try to do something to make it my style. Awesome. All right. Cheers, dude. See you on the next night. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>